Hello and welcome to In Conversation with, a podcast from the Lancet Regional Health Europe. It's December 2023, and I'm your host, Dr. Hui Wu, Senior Editor of the Journal. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Sibylla Pramhas. She's a specialist in anesthesia, critical care, medicine, and pain medicine from the Division of Special Anesthesia and Pain Medicine at the Medical University of Vienna, whose new randomized controlled trial on cannabidiol CBD for painful knee osteoarthritis is published in our issue this month. Also with us today is Dr. Christian Peterson. He is a translational pain researcher and leads the Muscular Skeletal Pain Special Interest Group for the International Association for the Study of Pain. His commentary on the use of cannabidiol in pain is also published in this month's issue. Dr. Pramhas, could you please tell us a little bit more about how you decided on this particular RCT and what are the key findings? Yes, so thank you very much for the introduction and thank you for the invitation to record this podcast. Um, The reason that we decided to do this randomized control trial is that um, at the moment our pharmacological options for the treatment of patients with osteoarthritis are limited, especially since uh, the list of contraindications against the non-steroid anti-inflammatory drugs has become longer and longer in the past couple of years. This problem is getting worse and worse for us. And so we are looking for alternative pharmacological treatment options that we can offer our patients. And cannabidiol was very interesting to us in this respect because uh, preclinical data was actually very encouraging. And we were hoping that we could find an analgesic effect in osteoarthritis in humans as well in a clinical setting. The next point on uh, why we decided to do this trial is that clinical data on cannabidiol as an analgesic was so far lacking, especially data where cannabidiol was used in dosages that are similar to those used in the trials uh, where its anti-epileptic effect was proven. And last but not least, Uh, There is a large public interest in cannabidiol uh, as an analgesic. And as clinicians, we also get asked by our patients a lot. They want to know whether we recommend this, whether we can prescribe it. And these reasons combined led us to decide uh, uh, to uh, do this randomized control trial. Great. And what are the key findings? Could you probably tell us a bit more? Well, um, the plan in the study was to compare cannabidiol as an add-on to paracetamol for um, the uh, the therapy or the analgesic therapy of osteoarthritis of the knee. And we found that there was no additive analgesic effect of cannabidiol as an add-on to paracetamol as compared to placebo. Um, Were there any notable safety concerns or side effects observed in the trial? Yes, there were notable uh, side effects, uh, which were already known from the trials in um, 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 epileptic children. And the main safety concern is that uh, cannabidiol has a certain amount of liver toxicity. So we found that elevations of liver aminotransferases uh, were more 
frequent in the cannabidiol group uh, and then in the placebo group, and also elevations of gamma GT were more frequent in the cannabidiol group, which was expected, which is why we did the monitoring of uh, of these uh, liver enzymes in the first place. But nevertheless, um, this is something which has to be monitored if you're planning on um, starting um, pharmacological treatment with cannabidiol in any patient. Mm -hmm. And um, what does these findings mean for patients with knee osteoarthritis? Well, from our point of view, um, the, the, the message is pretty simple and clear that considering the evidence which is available on the analgesic effect of cannabidiol uh, as of today, um, we cannot recommend cannabidiol as an analgesic in this disease state tool. Hmm. And Dr. Peterson, as a translational pain research expert, what do you think about the findings and uh, what does it mean for the field? So thank you very much for this uh, invitation here. Um, as a pain, uh, translational pain researcher, I try to understand some of the underlying factors influencing pain in neosophritis. And what we have uh, been able to demonstrate over decades of research is that the nervous system can become pain sensitive. Uh, we have also demonstrated that a subset of patients have a low-grade chronic inflammation state. And we have demonstrated that psychological profiles uh, are actually quite important for for how patients experience pain. So, for example, the pain catastrophizing scale, if that's elevated in patients, they will normally feel uh, more pain. And uh, when it comes to CBD, uh, as correctly stated, there are a lot of animal research suggesting that CBD should actually target some of these mechanisms. So CBD in high doses can have an impact on the nervous system. So uh, at least in animal findings, it, it is suggested that it could desensitize the nerves. It's also been suggested that if you give it in high doses, you have an anti-inflammatory effect of, of CPD. And some humans' uh, data, which are not randomized controlled trials, do suggest that, for example, you will improve your uh, sleep or you fall asleep faster when you use uh, CPD. And we know that this thing with sleep quality is the one factor that modulates a lot of these psychological uh, profiles. So, so from a translational point of view, you could say that there's a lot of evidence suggesting that CBD should work. And what is, um, what is uh, sad to see now is that we have so many randomized control trials. There are 17 randomized control trials published to date on CBD. And all of these randomized control trials, when we put them together, do not suggest that the CBD has an analgesic effect for multiple different uh, chronic uh, pain disorders, including osteoarthritis, as we're discussing today. And I think the, the, the very, very big advantage with this new published trial is that the, um, what has been criticized previously is that the doses that's been used has been lowered, or has mm -hmm. been lower, sorry. Uh, we published the first randomized controlled trial using a low dose of CPD and found no significant effects. Uh, what I think is very interesting with this new study is that there's actually a very high dose of CPD. So if there was an effect, I would have expected to see it from this study. And we, and we do not see it. Mm. And um, then what is next for this line of research? Any special interest from your side? Yeah, so, 
So as was also sort of pointed out earlier, is that there is first and foremost a high demand from patients uh, for the prescription of CBD. We also have a lot of patients who actually report that they have an analgesic effects of CBD. What we as researchers must say is that we cannot find that analgesic effect, that we cannot demonstrate uh, this scientific evidence to support this effect. So one thing that's been suggested is to look into subgroups. And uh, there are a few of these randomized controlled trials where exploratory outcomes are looking into the subgroups. So uh, also in this new published trial, uh, one way to subgroup patients would be to look into patients who have a pain relief of 30% or 50%. And what we can see here is that, that this will not differ when we compare CBD treatments to placebo treatments. What has also been suggested was that we should try to investigate these potentially anti-inflammatory effects. Uh, we looked into that in our trial and we did not see any anti-inflammatory effect of CBD. There's been this idea that maybe CBD can improve quality of sleep. We also looked into that in the exploratory analysis and we did not find that. So you can see, or you can say that all those preclinical findings, when we try to translate that into humans, then we somehow, we are not really able to confirm them in humans. So one thing that we could now try to look into is that there is this apparent uh, analgesic effect that some patients do report, and we need to tease that out. And and one way that we could assess or could start to assess this is to try to look into the potential placebo effect of CBD. And um, what, what we know is that there's been a lot of media attention, not just in Europe, but in all around the world for the use of CBD. And psychologists who are much smarter than me have, have actually demonstrated that this sort of media attention can boost the potential effect of uh, the potential placebo effect. So we need to tease out, is there actually, is it just a placebo effect or is there a real effect of CBD if it's at all there? And we need to, of course, do that, uh, as was also just pointed out before, because CBD is not just risk-free, it will have impacts on the liver and many other organs. So, so right now, there's no very obvious uh, routes to go to. I think the human data right now from randomized high-quality controlled trials is that there's no analgesic effect of uh, CBD. Brilliant. Thank you for sharing this with us. And uh, Dr. Pramhas, do you have any plans for moving on to the next stage of this for the future? So in general, I have to say that my hopes for CBD as an allergesic are not very high anymore. But I think that maybe it would be interesting to look uh, into other pain type in a clinical setting. And if I was to do another randomized controlled trial on uh, CBD, which I have to admit that I'm not planning to do at the moment, it would be a neuropathic pain. I think that this would be one trial which would still be very interesting to see. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, Dr. Pramhas and Dr. Peterson for sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. If you find today's discussion as interesting as we do, you can read both the RCT and the commentary online at thelancet.com. And thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation with The Lancet Regional House wherever you usually get your podcast. Thank you. Mm -hmm.